Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Uh, give us a call, 208-991-4783, and uh, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Well, as promised, I said we'd talk a little bit about J. Scott Smart, uh, who played the fat man. And... Uh, his career, really, in acting was mostly as a character actor. Uh, he landed the role of the fat man with the thought that uh, only uh, a fat man could be able to play a fat man uh, appropriately. Smart's most famous role was as one of the regulars in Fred Allen's feature, Allen's Alley. Mostly, uh, he ended up doing character work, both in films and in radio. Uh, he appeared in several of the Columbia's uh, Shakespeare cycle as uh, uh, in minor character roles. However, he was quite accomplished um, outside of the world of acting. Uh, Charles Laughlin, uh, a biographer of Smarts, uh, says that uh, he was a... Uh, he was a stage actor, a jazz historian and musician, an amateur gourmet chef, newspaper writer, and artist. Uh, so many talents, but this was his real big shot at stardom. The program was originating in New York City. So you get to hear uh, some of the different New York actors who were in New York and not in uh, Los Angeles. In 1947, he would settle down permanently in Maine and would take basically a two-day uh, journey from Maine to fly from, uh, fly from Boston to New York to record the show, stay overnight, and then fly back to Boston, drive back up to Maine. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and take a listen to today's episode of The Fat Man, The Twice Told Secret, brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. Thank you so much. Here now, enjoy. Weight, 247 pounds. Fortune, danger. Who is it? The Fat Man. Repairman and O'Sullivan, America's number one heel, bring you Dashiell Hammett's latest and most fascinating character, the Fat Man. The fast-moving, mysterious adventures of a criminologist who tips the scale at 247 pounds. Tonight's adventure, the twice-told secret. Now, here's the Fat Man. For one reason or another, most people think of Fat Man as a giant. 
jolly fellow with a soft heart and a timid soul. Lots of times it works out that way. But most of the time, the guy that's fat never gives up thinking he can be thin. And in the back of his mind, he's just as fast on his feet as you are. Especially with a woman. As a matter of fact, with a woman, he might even be a little faster. This story began in a tailor shop around the corner from where I live. The usual kind of a place. Mo Lippman, the guy that owns it, is the usual kind of a guy. I see him for about five minutes every month. When I do, I tell him about catching crooks, and he tells me about pressing pants. The strange thing is, Mr. very strange thing. In this business, you're learning something new about people all the time. You see this pinstripe suit? Mm-hmm. Made by Dr. Armstrong. The best tailors in the business. Cost maybe three, maybe four hundred dollars without extras. And the man who owns it, he buys them by the dozen. <laughs> Rich, huh? Rich? <laughs> we should have him nickels what he has in thousand dollar bills. Well, what's the point of your story, Mo? Well, I'm telling you. This guy has all the money in the world. What do you think I found in his pocket? What? A pawn ticket. <laughs> now, there is human nature for you. Man has enough capital to finance a railroad. So he's got to go to a pawn shop and hawk something. Yes? Uh, do you take care of Mr. Cavanaugh's clothes? Mr. Cavanaugh? Oh, sure. I was just uh, talking to him about this gentleman here. Well, did you pick up a suit from him today? A double-breasted pinstripe? You mean uh, this one? Yes. That's it. May I see it, please? Well, I, I didn't press it. Well, oh, that's all right. It doesn't matter. Well, wait a minute, lady. I, I can't let you go through the pockets. I don't even know who you are. I'm a... Um, a very good friend of Mr. Kavanaugh's. But even so... That's I... a fool. I'm not trying to steal anything. Uh, what are you trying to do? Find something I left in the pocket of his suit last night. It wasn't a pawn ticket by any chance, was it? Why, yes, it was. Yours? Please, I want it back. Where is it? You haven't answered my question yet. Is it yours? Well, I don't see how it concerns you, but if you must know, yes, it is. Now, may I have it, please? Well, I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, Miss. We haven't got it. What? Mo just returned it to Mr. Cavanaugh. Oh, that was a stupid thing to do. Now I have to... What? Nothing. Hey, wait a minute. Where are you going? None of your business. Okay, sister. Mr. Runyon, what are you doing to me? Why did you tell her we didn't have the ticket? Because I didn't want you to give it to her. A fine thing. Now she'll go back to Cavanaugh. She won't and... go anywhere, Mo. Why not? It's her ticket, isn't it? But she didn't put it in the Cavanaugh's pocket. How do you know? Figure it out. If she left it in his pocket, she wouldn't be so anxious to get it back before the suit was returned. You mean Cavanaugh doesn't know about this ticket, maybe? He doesn't know, and she's not going to tell him. Uh, how long will it be before you deliver that suit, Mo? Oh, a couple of hours. You mind if I borrow the ticket in the meantime? But please, It's I... worth a five spot to me, Mo. What do you say? Never mind the five spot. If you bring it back... Ah, uh, that boy. I just want to find out what she hot. And if I get the case, I'll give you a commission. Case? Who said anything about a case? Nobody. I just smell one coming. Well, if it's not your ticket, Mr. Runyon, I don't know if I ought to show you the merchandise. But I just told you I'm thinking of making the ticket good. Only I want to see what I'm buying first. Well, I suppose it's all right. It's right here in this case. Well, which one is it? This one, the bracelet. Some hunk of ice. 
Uh, what's that inscription on the inside? Huh? Oh, to Rita with love, January 28, 1946. January 28th, huh? Didn't wear it very long, did she? No. You got the owner's address there? I want to make sure I've got the right party. Oh, certainly. The name is Richie. The apartment is 14B Cortland Tower. Thanks. Now, anything else I can do for you? Well, just to make sure... You happen to remember what this dame looks like? What's that? The dame. What does she look like? You must be mistaken, Mr. Onion. A woman didn't pawn this bracelet. Richie is a man. Yeah? Mr. Richie? That's right. Who are you? The fat man, Brad Runyon. Never heard of you. Wait a minute. Don't try to close the door in my face. It isn't polite. Get your foot out of there or I'll step on it. <laughs> it's a good trick, Richie. It works. Here's one for you. <laughs> you dirty louse. Don't blame me, Richie. You're not up on your judo. What do you want? I'd like to come in. May I? Come on, come on. What do you want? I'd like to know how you happen to get a hold of a bracelet, Richie. Bracelet belonging to a girl named Rita. How did you know about that? I have four ears. Now, look. What gives me this bracelet you pawned? I didn't pawn anything. Look, Richie. I've got the ticket right here in my pocket. How did you get a hold of it? The same way you got the bracelet. I lifted it. Now, don't be funny. Rita gave me that bracelet. She did, huh? Rita who? Morgan. She's a friend of mine. What does she look like? Why should I tell you? What does she look like? Oh, she's blonde. About 30. Stands about so high. It's the same one, all right. You know her? Well, I just met her in a tailor shop. Only I can't figure her being a friend of yours. Have your papers, mister. I don't have to talk to you. Would you rather talk to the police? About stealing a bracelet? Sure. What's going on? You left the door open, Richard. I didn't. The fat man did. What? So you do know each other. I told you we did. Just a moment. What's he doing here, Richie? Accusing me of stealing your bracelet. He's got the pawn ticket in his pocket. Oh, you brought it back to me. No, ma'am. I didn't bring it back to anybody. For heaven's sake, what are you trying to do? I want that pawn ticket. I've got to have it. Well, you won't get it by pounding on my chest. Now, lay off. You don't understand. You don't know what that ticket means to me. Save it, sister. My heart's out on strike today. Oh, Okay, okay, I'm going. Only I didn't know you had the right to kick me out of another man's apartment. Another man's apartment? What are you talking about? Richie doesn't live here? No. No. This is my apartment. Mr. Runyon, Mr. Runyon, where have you been? Nosing around. What's the matter, Mo? My two hours aren't up yet. But Mr. Cavanaugh's here. His son, I mean. And he wants that pawn ticket. Okay, okay, I'll give it to him. You had no right to take it, Mr. Runyon. He had no right to give it to you. Now, now, don't get all excited, son. There's no harm done. As long Never as mind. I... Give me that ticket and let me put it back in my father's suit. I want him to find it in his pocket. Oh, I see. You're the one who put it there. What if I did? What business is that of yours? None, I suppose. Only I might be able to help you. I don't need any help. I wouldn't be too sure of that. Especially if you're working against a woman like Rita Morgan. What? 
You're not trying to make your father give her up, are you? Well, all right. It's a big job, kid. A very big job. And I can handle it. Dad gave her that bracelet less than a month ago. And when he finds out who pawned it, he'll never marry her. Oh, so that's the game. She wants him to marry her. Never mind. Just give me that pawn ticket and leave me alone. Okay, kid. I've got it right here in my... Where the little devil... What's the matter? She stole it right out of my pocket. Look, kid, there's no point in dragging me into your father's office. Oh, yes, there is. Now, look. I want you to tell him exactly what happened. And tell him about Richie being in that apartment, too. That's a stiff order, Dick. He isn't going to like being told things like that if they're engaged to be married. But they can't be married. Don't you understand? All she wants is his money. His in particular? Or just anybody's? Anybody's. You've got to make Dad see that. Otherwise, he'll regret it for the rest of his life. Okay, kid. I'll do the best I can. All right, come on. You, uh, busy, Dad? Why, Richard. What's the matter? Nothing. I, uh, I just want you to meet somebody. Mr. Runyon, this is my father. How do you do? How do you do? Mr. Runyon's a private detective, father. Oh, yes, I believe I've heard of him. I don't understand. It's about Rita, Dad. Mr. Runyon's found out... Dick, please. I... I think you ought to allow me the privilege of speaking to him alone. Don't you agree? All right, Dad, I'll go. I'll speak to you at home tonight. Very well, sir. Poor kid, he's all upset. Maybe he has a right to be, Mr. Cavanaugh. Now, look here, Runyon. Before you take sides in this case, you better know all the facts. What are they? Well, one of them is I know about that party. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you told me. And I know about Richie, too. So, at least I know he's pawned some of the things I've given Miss Morgan. And you're still engaged to be married? Yes. That surprise you? Mm, a little. Then this will surprise you more. I'm in love with Miss Morgan. Very much in love. In spite of the pawn tickets, Richie, and everything else. Oh, then this is where I step out. No. No, I'd like you to step in, Mr. Runyon. Why? Because I want to marry Miss Morgan. That shouldn't be hard. Fool Runyon. She's not interested in me because of my money. She's in love with me. And what's holding you back? That's what I want you to find out. For some reason or other, she won't marry me. What? It's a strange thing, Runyon. But I'm sure this fellow Richie has some some mysterious hold over her. Terrorizing her in a way I can't understand. And I can't help but feel that something disastrous is going to happen. What? Somebody is going to be murdered. Before we continue with the fat man and the twice-told secret... Here is a brief message from O'Sullivan, America's number one heel. The next time you have shoes repaired, tell your shoe repairman to put on O'Sullivan's rubber heels. O'Sullivan's heels and soles are made carefully and scientifically. That is why when you specify O'Sullivan's, you can be sure of getting a quality product that will give long wear and real comfort. We are certain that this comfort and long wear, which you will get from O'Sullivan's heels, will do much, much more to convince you of their quality than anything we can say. Why not try a pair of O'Sullivan's rubber heels? They are guaranteed to give satisfaction or a new pair attached at no cost. 
And now, back to the fat man and the twice-told secret. Martin Cavanaugh has engaged the fat man to discover why his marriage to Rita Morgan has been postponed twice under the most mysterious circumstances. Circumstances which lead Kavanaugh to believe that somebody's going to be murdered. Hello? Hiya, baby. Brad, how nice to hear from you in the middle of the day. Or did you call me up for a favor? Well, I'll tell you, Kathy. Oh, I knew it. What do you want me to do? Go to church. Have you ever been there? Not with you, dear. When are we going? You're going right now. You can. I've got to check up on a guy named Richie. And while I'm doing that, I thought you might do some checking up, too. In church? Yeah. The church of the Heather on Pine Street. Mr. Dawson is the minister. Go on. Well, I want you to find out about some wedding arrangements. You Brad, you darling. Don't get any ideas, sweetheart. This is a wedding that's been postponed twice. Oh, whose is it? Mr. Cavanaugh's. Now, look, baby. I'd like to know exactly why that wedding was postponed each time. I see. And while you're at it, you might ask Mr. Dawson if there's any chance the next day be postponed. Kind of important. Why? Because if the wedding doesn't come off this time, he may have to change the ceremony to a funeral. don't quite know how to answer your question, young lady. You see, the wedding has been called off twice already, under the most peculiar circumstances. How do you mean, Mr. Dawson? It was originally scheduled to take place about three months ago. But just a few days before the ceremony, Miss Morgan was stricken with a heart attack. That doesn't sound terribly mysterious. I didn't think so either at first. But when I stopped in at the hospital to pay her a visit, I found out she wasn't even registered. Oh, I see. That's why I was surprised when they set another date for the wedding. But that date was called off, too. What? There was some difficulty about a license. Mr. Kavanaugh said it was his fault. But I always had a feeling it was hers. Then you don't really know if the ceremony will ever take place. Well, another date has been set for the week from Monday. Mr. Dawson? Yes? My name's Richie. Richie? How do you do? I understand you're planning to perform a wedding ceremony next Monday afternoon. Why, yes. You better call it off. I beg your pardon. Call it off, Mr. Dawson. Otherwise, you're going to have trouble. Just what do you mean, young man? I mean you won't get through the ceremony. Take my tip, Padre. Call the wedding off. Why are you dragging me back to the office? It may be a long afternoon, honey, and you're much more interesting than a game of solitaire. I resent that, Mr. Romney. Well, I don't know why. Solitaire is my favorite game for one person. I'm getting pretty tired of being taken for granted all the time. Oh, don't be a chump. I feel like a welterweight when I'm with you, baby. I wouldn't swap you for a bowl full of Hedy Lamar. <laughs> hey, that's funny. What? The door is open. 
cleaning woman must have forgotten the locket. Oh, I hope nothing's missing. It better not be. I... Uh-oh. Nothing's missing, Kathy. Something's been added. What? A man on the floor. Oh, well. Is he dead? He certainly looks it. There's blood all over him. Who is it? It's Ricky. That's what I said, O'Hara, not more than an hour ago. Somebody bashed his head in with my best bronze figure. Hold it back. Wait there for me, Brad. I'll be over in six minutes. Okay, I'll sit tight till you get here. Oh, what a mess. What a mess. I don't mind people dying in my office, but they ought to die clean. That's not Ricky's fault. The murderers. He should have used poison. He? Or she. That's what I was thinking. There was a dame in this office before we got here. How can you tell? Look at this ashtray. Lipstick on the end of a cigarette stub. And it isn't your shade. Is it, Miss Morgan? I don't know, honey. I didn't study her lips. What did you... Brad. What's the matter? I... I heard something moving in that closet. Quick, get down, Captain. What are you going to do? Open it up. Well, fancy meeting you here, Mr. Cavanaugh. I... Rather wish that... I don't blame you. Oh, it's not as bad as all that. I... I didn't kill him, honey. He was dead when I got here. You'll have to figure out a better one than that, Miss Cavanaugh. You're a perfect suspect. I know. It's stupid of me to hide. I, I should have realized how it would look to somebody else. Never mind how it looks. How is it? Well, I... I got here about ten minutes ago and found the body just where it is now. As soon as I recognized Richie, I began to wonder who had killed him. How did you recognize Richie? Why, well, I'd seen a picture of him in the of the Go on. Well... I had a feeling that Richie might have been killed by somebody I cared about. So I looked around to see if any clues had been left behind. Then you heard us outside. Yes. I don't know why, but I got panicky and dashed in here. Then when you spoke on the phone, I realized the police would come and I'd be discovered. Unless... Unless what? Unless you let me go. Mm, that's a big condition, Mr. Cavanaugh. If you're up, I can get into a lot of trouble. But you're the only one who knows I'm here. You and this young lady. How about it, buddy? All right, Mr. Cavanaugh. You can beat it. Thank you. Thanks ever so much. Hey, wait a minute. What are you picking up there? It's my hat. Drop it. But drop it, I said. Don't you know you can't touch anything at the scene of a crime? But if they find my hat here, they'll suspect me. Let them. You didn't do it. The murderer will prove your innocence. Oh, now, Mr. Runyon, you, you can't make me leave this hat. Here. I can, and I will. Oh. Let go. Yeah, I thought so, Mr. Cavanaugh. You had a very good reason for wanting to remove this hat. What do you mean? It isn't yours. See the initials? I, I didn't look. Oh, yes, you did. You're trying to protect someone who was here before you were. Your son, Richard. This is important, Parker. Now tell us, when did Richard leave the house? About uh, ten minutes ago, and he was here at home all afternoon? Yes, Mr. Ryan, except for about uh, 15 minutes. When was that? About uh, 3 o'clock, I should say. He said he had to pick up a railroad reservation. For what train, do you know? Uh, yes, the uh, 8 o'clock flyer, Mr. Carter. And he's making a run for uh, it. Just a minute, Ryan. Uh, did Richard say he was leaving town to my park? Oh, no, sir, he's not leaving. He hasn't uh, passed or anything. Then why did he pick up a railroad reservation? Oh, that wasn't for him, Mr. Ryan. Huh? How do you know? Because the chauffeur delivered it to Miss Morgan. Oh, 
I guess she's gone, Brad. Either that or she won't open the door. Come on. Come on, open up. We know you're there. Do we? No. But we're going in anyway. How can we? The door's locked. Just give me some room. Oh. One more and I'll have it. There. It'll save us the trouble. Well, hello, Miss Morgan. Don't you answer your door? Not when I'm in a hurry. What's the rush? The train doesn't leave till 8 o'clock, and you're practically all packed. That's no concern of yours, Mr. Run. Oh, look out, Brett. She's got a gun. I'm going to use it, too. To try to stand in my way. Now, don't be silly, Miss Morgan. I always yield to a gun, especially a pearl-handled one. Stand over there. Both of you. Certainly. I had no intention of stopping you from leaving. I'm glad you're running away. I'll bet you are. I am. Much more incriminating this way. Flight is almost an admission of guilt. Well, that isn't the reason I'm going. Yeah, what is? I can't afford to stay. I'll be convicted of a murder I didn't commit. That doesn't happen very often, Miss Morgan. Oh, but it will this time. There's no way out of it. I had every reason to kill him. Reason isn't enough. You have to have the opportunity. I had that, too. I was with him when he went into your office. The door wasn't locked, and we went in together. But you left before the murder took place. Yes, I did. When I left, Richie was alive. And now you're running away because young Mr. Cavanaugh was good enough to provide you with a ticket. Oh, young Richard Cavanaugh hates me, Mr. Runyon. That ticket he sent me was just another threat. What? For weeks now he's been threatening to kill me if I didn't get out of town and leave his father alone. This afternoon he sent me the ticket. And you're taking it because it comes in mighty handy. That's right. It's a good story, Miss Morgan. You'll never get on that train. You won't stop me. I won't have to. I'll have the cops pick you up at the station. Stay where you are. Don't be a fool, Miss Morgan. The minute you step out that door, you put a noose around your neck. That's my outlook. You just stay where you are till I'm gone. Okay, sister. Go ahead. I will. Goodbye, Mr. Rennie. So long. Count three, Kathy, and then pick up the phone. All right. One, two, three. Oh, Fred, what was that? Shot. Out in the hall. Stay here, baby. I'll find out what's going on. Oh, oh my arm. My arm. Miss Morgan, what happened? He, he shot me in the arm. Who? I don't know. He was standing there in the dark, over there by the stick. Well, he's gone now. I'm going to get you to a doctor. There's just one thing I want to know first. What? A moment ago, you said you had every reason to kill Richie. What was the reason? He, he was blackmailing me. He wouldn't step out of the way and let me marry Mr. Cavanaugh. What do you mean, he wouldn't step out of the way? Just that, Mr. Runyon. Richie was my husband. Well, it's about time you called Runyon. Where the devil are you? Over at the doctor's with Kathy and Miss Morgan. Are you sure you're with Miss Morgan? Of course I am. She's in with the doctor right now. Well, you better keep an eye on her. Yeah, what's the matter? She may be pulling a stunt to duck out on you. Didn't you tell me she held you up with a pearl handle revolver? That's right. Well, we found the gun in the hall with two chambers empty. And if you ask me, she shot herself with it. <laughs> Dr. Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Yes? What is it, Mr. Runyon? Have you finished treating Miss Morgan yet? Why, of course. I finished about ten minutes ago. Well, where is she? I don't know. Didn't she come out this way? No. Is there another exit in the back? Why, yes. Then that's the one she must have taken. Call up her hair, Kathy. Quick. Tell him to get a hold of Cavanaugh and meet me at the station. There's still time to get that train. <laughs> A 
How do you know this is the right drawing room, Ronnie? I checked the reservation, Mr. Cavanaugh. All right, now, Harry, push the buzzer. Okay. Do you think she's on the train, Brad? I don't think anything right now, but we've got to find out. Yes? Well, Richard Cavanaugh. What's that? Mr. Runyon, what's this all about? Suppose you tell us, kid. What are you doing in this drawing room? Why, I was uh, just waiting for Miss Morgan. I wanted to make sure she got on the train. Still carrying out your threat? Well, more or less, yes. Is there anything wrong with my being here? Plenty. Ed Ritchie is dead, kid. Just in case you didn't know. And the way it's stacked up right now, you're the one who killed him. What? Runyon, that's ridiculous. Why would Dick want to kill Richie? For lots of reasons. When you see what I'm driving at, Mr. Cavanaugh, you won't be so anxious to protect him. Don't be a fool. Don't you be one. This kid and your beautiful bride are running out on you together. They're in love with each other. I don't believe it. You don't have to. The jury will. But what about the press, Brad? And all that stuff about the pawn ticket? That was all put on to make it look as if they hated each other. We did. Don't give me that. You left a damaging piece of evidence in my office, kid. Your hat. If that isn't enough to convict you, here's the rest of the proof coming down the aisle now. Miss Morgan. Grab her, O'Hara. When you get an arm for you, arrest this boy. Just a minute. He didn't kill Richie. Stop the noise. He didn't, I tell you. Because I did. Darling, don't say that. Who, dear? I asked him to meet me in Runyon's office when I found out the secret he was holding over your head. We had an argument there. I killed him during the struggle. What about the hat? Well, the hat was Richard's all right. I took it by mistake when I left the house this morning. And I may believe I was protecting him by trying to remove it. What was the idea of that? I wanted to throw everybody off the track. I, I was sure he could prove he didn't commit the murder. But the way it worked out, I was really friendly. No, you weren't, Mr. Cavanaugh. I just made it look that way to drag a confession out of you. The case against Richard wouldn't stand up in court. Then why did you trick me? Because I knew you'd never be con convicted. I knew that the one who killed Richard did it in self-defense. The mess you made out of my office proves it. And you wanted me to be acquitted in court. Yeah, that's the idea. Otherwise, you would have had to go through life trying to hide a murder. And that's no life for a guy that's going to get married. <laughs> Yes, I was wrong about you, Brad. You have got a heart after all. Mm, I told you that, baby. It's in here somewhere. Uh, but uh, how can I find it? Don't look. Why not? Isn't it any use? I don't know, Kathy. My heart doesn't beat like other people. Oh? What happened to you? Well, it's a long story. But back in the days when I was young, and only 220 pounds, a beautiful girl like you decided to find out what made her sick. Uh -huh. Well, she kind of bungled the job. She cut it up into a lot of little pieces. Nobody's been able to put it back together again. Dad, don't say that. I, uh, I'm sure I know the cure for Humpty Dumpty. Okay with me, honey. If you're game, I'll take the treatment. The Fat Man will be back in a few seconds with a word about next week's adventure. But first, a word from O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan's rubber heels and soles are fully guaranteed. That means if ever a pair of O'Sullivan's do not seem satisfactory... 
take them back to your shoe repairman, and a new pair will be attached free. When you buy an O'Sullivan rubber heel and sole, you can be sure that you are getting a quality product at low cost, especially built to give long wear and real comfort. We hope you will remember to insist on O'Sullivan. Next week's story is called A Shot in the Dark. And as the fat man says... No two murderers are alike. With the smart ones, you got to play dumb. With the fools, you have to be clever. But with a madman, it's always a shot in the dark. again next week at the same time when your neighborhood shoe repairman and O'Sullivan, America's number one heel, bring you a shot in the dark. Another in the adventures of Dashiell Hammett's exciting new character, the Fat Man. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. Well, I wish the sound quality was better on these because these are just so entertaining with a lot of twist in them. And I think very cleverly done, uh, emotionally well played. Uh, one thing I should add uh, about this uh, series is that theme music is just so uh, appropriate because with the way the tuba is used, it just screams uh, Fat Man. Well, we turn now to listener comments and feedback and an email uh, from Bill, uh, who's asked two questions. One's about Fat Man, one's about Johnny Dollar. I'll read uh, one today and save the other for Friday. He asked, I'm glad to hear you'll be airing the Fat Man series. It's one of my favorites. It's rather interesting to me that his weight was 237 pounds. Men were much thinner in his days. Uh, well, it looks like he packed on a few uh, at, at the start of this episode. Um, went from 239 to 247. Um, you know, eight pounds in four weeks must have been a stressful month. I've been there, really. Um, yeah, men were uh, thinner. Um, so certainly, even uh, Frank Smith um, on. Uh, uh, Dragnet didn't weigh that much by, uh, shall we say, the modern uh, standards. Uh, of course, the the fat man, uh, you know, because for me, yeah, two two forty seven would be a, a pretty good uh, achievement. Uh, some of us, we've definitely grown bigger as a uh, people. Of course, the real Jack Smart, he was about 40 pounds heavier uh, than the character he played on the radio. And that may have served as a bit of a limitation on his acting career. All right, well, that will do it for today. We will be back tomorrow with Let George Do It. And then join us back here on Tuesday for The Fat Man. Send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And give us a call, 208-991-4783. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.